Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider podcast with your host Dustin doing a post-game pod for the Mavs last several games, which most have been losses. I, I don't remember if they've won since the last time I've done a pod. Maybe they won one. I don't know. But uh, uh, it's a lot of negativity going around, a lot of uh, bad basketball, bad coaching, bad everything, and we'll get into that. Plus, um, you know, the playoff picture in the West right now, the season's coming to an end, and so we'll look at that. But first, we'll start out with this Dallas Mavericks team, and, you know, basically... The last game was sort of this, I, I, I don't know, it, it was obvious Dallas wasn't going to beat Memphis these last two games, right? With no Luka, no Kyrie, and even in this, this last game, Christian Wood didn't even play. And so basically, it looked like the best two players on the floor were Jaden Hardy and Josh Green. Now, Jaden Hardy <laughs> took 25 shots, that's... That's uh, he must have been told to, uh, you know, fill up the, uh, you know, be the main score. You know, he took fifteen three pointers. Now he made five of them. Most of those were made in the first quarter. Uh, he struggled a bit after that. It would have been nice to see him take it to the basket more after he started struggling with those three pointers. But uh, it, you know, it was clear, I, I guess, that after Luca and after Kyrie. There's not a lot of ball handling still. You know, Josh Green can ball handle. He he does turn it over. He turned it over four times. Um, and it was funny is Jaden Hardy's getting a little bit better with his turnovers. I noticed he's a little less fast and loose with the ball. He played 41 minutes and only turned it over three times, which for a rookie is pretty decent, right? And, you know, Josh Green played 27 minutes and turned it over four times. He's, uh, you know... He's been in this slump lately. I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if if he's trying to do too much or maybe he's just trying to get in rhythm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's some, I don't want to say rookie wall because, you know, he's been in the league for, you know, this is his third year now, I think. And so, I you know, I, I just hope at some point he can get his sort of rhythm back. You know, he was three for six on threes, which was great because he's, he'd been struggling. For a few games and 50 percent is you know is good uh you know tim hardaway had one of his classic games he was basically a no-show five points uh one for six on his threes reggie bullocks five points one for three on his threes. dwight powell two points oh for two on threes what's he taking threes for and then you get in the bench and you've got nine points from mckinley right you get Nine points from Justin Holiday. Uh, Bertans, 0 for 5 on three-pointers. Scored two points. Maxi was 0 for 2 on three-pointers. Scored one point. That's just, I mean, that's just not going to get it done. That's, you know, they kept up with Memphis the first half. I believe they even had a one-point lead in the first half. And it was neat. But I just knew at some point they weren't going to be able to keep it up. And, you know, leave it up to Jason Kidd to sort of keep playing the same guys, right? It doesn't matter that Reggie Bullock can't hit the broadside out of barn. Just keep him out there. You know, Pinson got four minutes. Garbage time. 
And I, for me, and Neil is the same thing. Neil didn't do anything. He didn't record anything. But for me, when I see players struggle, I, I just feel like you've got to take out. You know, Maxi played 25 minutes. Markeith Morris played four. Close to five, right? You could have played Morris in those minutes. And, you know, he was two for two on his baskets. He he made his shots. He scored more points in four minutes than Maxi did in 25. Four times as many points, right? And that's my one of my biggest, probably the biggest complaint for Jason Kidd that I have is the fact that he just sticks with guys and he refuses, just flat refuses to... Put somebody else in the game when you know someone is struggling, and all they're doing, all he's doing, is hurting the team. You know, when a guy goes out there like Bertans, even Bertans, Markeith Morris should have had all of Bertans' minutes. I mean, what are we doing here? Bertans 0 for 5, 17 minutes. What what are we doing? And I'm just like, I don't care if you think. Bertans is better than Morris. But Bertans isn't doing anything. He's just... He's doing cardio. He scored two points in 17 minutes. Markeith Morris, again, scored five points. Or four points in five minutes. And I'm not saying go out there and just play Markeith because he's better. I'm just saying... It, you can see when your players are struggling. At least a, co- a good coach can see when your players are struggling. And it went back to what I talked about about the Phoenix game. It was very clear that Akogi was struggling. And in the second half, Monty Williams didn't go with Akogi. He went with Wainwright. Wainwright hit four three-pointers. That was the game. That was the difference in the game. Phoenix won by uh, four points. Wainwright scored 12 immediately. Brought them back in the game, and Phoenix wins. That was the difference. And Jason Kidd, to me, I feel like just doesn't understand that. You know, Bullock's his guy. Hardaway's his guy. Dwight Powell's his guy. It doesn't matter how bad they are. They're playing. You know, JaVale McGee couldn't get on the floor last night. I, I don't understand why not. He, they had no centers. They, the Mavericks technically have two centers on their team. They have Christian Wood and they have JaVale McGee. Dwight Powell's not a center. He's not. Maxi Kleba's not a center. He's not. He's he's an undersized center. He's a power forward. Dwight Powell's a power forward. Markeith Morris is a power forward. But Markeith Morris is a better center than Dwight Powell. I I don't know what Jason Kidd is seeing in Dwight Powell that says he's the best option at center. I just don't under I don't know what he sees. I'm not sure what video he's watching. I'm not sure what game he's watching. I I, I don't know what he's doing. You know, JaVale McGee, and I've said it before, JaVale McGee played 15 to 20 minutes for a 60-plus win team last year. He's not a scrub. I'm not, you know, some people say when I say on Twitter or something, you know, play McGee. I'm like, what do you think? Y'all act like... You know, McGee's Bill Russell. No. But I know McGee's better than Dwight Powell. 
I don't care how bad at defense McGee can be at sometimes. He has the ability to block a shot. He has the ability to get a rebound. He doesn't get out-muscled in the paint. One of Dallas's biggest problems in crunch time is giving up offensive rebounds because Dwight Powell isn't strong enough to muscle guys out in the paint. I mean, that's just a fact. Just watch the game. The guy averages four rebounds a game. Your starting center averages four rebounds a game. Think about that. He averages less than one block a game. You know, I, I they show the when they show the start, starting lineup on a certain site, they show stats. And Kyrie and Luca average more rebounds and block shots than Dwight Powell. You that just can't be a thing. Your starting center can't be that bad. And I I, I don't understand what Jason Kidd is doing. I don't understand what he's watching. I don't know what advanced stats he's looking at that says this player needs to play. I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what his assistants are saying to him. I, I just see him sitting on the bench watching. And I think he thinks the players are just going to play. And it's that's it. He, it's not his job to coach. It's the player's job to play. And I get that. At the end of the day, the players do have to play. But you have to have the right players in the game. You know, you if you don't want to start Christian Wood, fine. If you're if you think that bringing Christian Wood off the bench to bring in scoring because you're starting Luca and Kyrie, I get that. Start JaVel McGee. Don't start Dwight Powell. J- Dwight Powell doesn't give you the best chance to win. You're under 500 with Dwight Powell starting at center. Show me what stat that says he gives you a better chance because I'll show you the stat that shows he doesn't. The When Christian Wood started, they had a winning record. And that's that's just facts. I mean, you can just lay them out. And I, I don't know what Jason Kidd sees that says Dwight Powell's the best option. And he'll probably bring up last year. Well, last year was last year. It's not this year. You've got a different team. You've got different players. And you've got a better option at center than Dwight Powell. I don't care how much Christian Wood screws up on defense. He's a better player. He's a better rebounder. He's a better shot blocker. And if you don't want to play Christian Wood, you've got to play JaVale McGee. At some point, you've got to play size. This small ball's not working. It may have worked last year. I get that. But this isn't last year again. All these teams are different. All these rosters are, are different. They all have tweaks to their rosters. They're different. The Lakers aren't the same team even the second half of the season as they were in the first half. They got half their roster overhauled. And you just you can't play them like you played them last year. They have a different team. And but I I just I feel like Jason Kidd's just out there watching and he's not coaching. He's just watching, and he's just subbing when his assistants say a guy's been in there for a certain amount of time. It doesn't matter how many shots the guy miss. It doesn't matter how bad this guy's playing. Just stays in the game. And what do you get? You get two players in double figures. That's not going to win you any basketball game. I don't care how shorthanded you are. You had two players scoring double figures. 
If you would have had four players and scored in double figures and still lost, so be it. But you had two players scoring double figures and you got curb stopped. It's just, it's one of those things that you just watch and then he's out there and, well, nobody died. What does that even mean? Nobody died. I, I understand it's, it's I, I believe that um, there were, football, Cowboys, several years, long time ago, Tony Romo lost a playoff game and a lot of people were blaming him. And he basically said, well, if this is the worst thing that happens in my life, well, I've had a pretty good life. And a lot of people were upset about that. And I get it. You know, it is just a game at the end of the day, right? But at least act like you care, you know? At least act like you want to win. You know, I mentioned that Jason Kidd is just like the Cowboys coach, Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett never took responsibility for how bad his team was. He had so many seasons where they were just a 500 team. They finished the year 8-8. Eight and eight. And it was always someone else's fault. And then when they'd have a game where, where they would, there was a few games they had where they were up big and they ended up blowing the lead. and It was somebody else's fault. It wasn't his fault. And it was, it's just, he's, Jason Kidd is just like him. And you've got to get rid of him now. You, you can't. If the longer you hold on to kid, just the longer this is going to drag on. You know, Dallas is Dallas can miss the playoffs. You know, Dallas was supposedly supposed to have one of the easiest schedules to end the year. They're losing all these games. They're losing to all these sub-500 teams. And all these sub-500 teams they're playing, they're fighting for playoff positioning for them. You know, Dallas has moved to the eighth spot right now in the West. Dallas has 35 losses. So do the Lakers, so do the Pelicans, and so does Oklahoma City. Now the Lakers are playing the Pelicans right now. I'm doing this on Thursday, Tuesday evening, sorry, Tuesday evening. And the Lakers are playing the Pelicans. The Lakers are going to win that game. They're destroying them. So I have pretty good confidence in saying the Lakers are going to win. So the Lakers are going to have the same record as the Mavericks. And think about that, how bad the Lakers were. They were in 13th place, and Dallas was up in the top five. And now, all of a sudden, they're going to have the exact same record. What does that say about Dallas? They've lost three in a row. They're three and seven in their last ten. Lakers are seven and three in their last ten. You know, the, the only reason why Dallas might have a chance to make the playoffs is because New Orleans is doing so poorly. Um, Oklahoma City could pro- will, is probably they're going to pass New Orleans after this game. Um, I don't know if Oklahoma City plays tonight. I can look, but if OKC, yeah, they're playing actually right now. I guess if they lose, that's they're playing Brooklyn, so their game is going to affect sort of how you know the standings look. But you know the. The one team in the West, there's there's three teams in the West that are playing well right now. One of them is the Sacramento Kings. The way Denver's been playing lately, they're losing right now. They got a, they're down 13 with five minutes left. I don't know if they'll be able to pull it off. But Sacramento's creeping their way to the top. They're playing really good basketball. 
they are the only team. Now the Denver's sixteen and sixteen on the road. They're probably going to fall to sixteen and seventeen right here. Sacramento's nineteen and thirteen on the road. That's a big deal. Now the Clippers are eighteen and eighteen on the road. Um, that's pretty. That's five hundred. Uh, the Clippers have sort of started putting it together uh, since the you know signing Westbrook. They went on this losing streak. They're five and five in their last ten, and they've won three in a row. Uh, you know, Memphis got lucky. They played Dallas two in a row. So their win streaks at three. Once they start playing real basketball teams, I, I figured they'll struggle. They don't look that good. Um, missing a bunch of their guys. You know, Jaron Jackson's a nice complimentary player, but I don't think he can be your best player and you be successful. Uh, rumor has it, John Morant probably won't even play the rest of this season. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, that's just sort of a thing that people are talking about. He could come back in the playoffs. But uh, I, di- I didn't think Memphis was good enough. I thought Sacramento. I, f- I still think Sacramento's better than Memphis. I've watched Sacramento play. And I- I'll tell you, I I knew they were going to. I think, I let me see. I, I have my uh, predictions here. I thought I had them making the uh, playoffs. But, yeah, I had them finishing ninth in my preseason predictions. And I, I knew they would be better, but I, I didn't realize that they were going to be this good. I You know, one of the things that is the difference in Sacramento is De'Aaron Fox. Uh, you know, I don't know if I, I don't remember if I've talked about this or not over the last few years, but sometimes, you know, these guys that come in the league, they're so young. You know, they do one year in college. And it just, some guys, it, it just takes a little bit longer. You know, De'Aaron Fox was in the draft with uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is playing pretty decent. Now, I thought Dennis Smith Jr. had a uh, pretty good, pretty solid rookie year, and even second year with Dallas before he got traded, I thought he was playing pretty well. But he sort of disappeared after that, and now he's back in Charlotte, and he's playing good basketball. But, you know, a guy like De'Aaron Fox, you know, sometimes it just it takes – you know, you got to think about how young these guys are. I, I think this is Luca's fifth season, so it would be Fox's sixth. If I'm, um, yeah, I think that's how it, how it is. So it's his sixth year. So if you think about it, if he were to play his four years in college, like you know, like Desmond Bain, for instance, you know what Desmond Bain is sort of linked to. Josh Green, you know, he, Desmond Bain's comment last season in Memphis's early win against Dallas and early in the year was the biggest reason why I think the coaching staff decided to start developing Josh Green. And I think, I think Desmond Bain wanted to be drafted by Dallas. Well, Desmond Bain went to college for four years, so if you're going to compare Josh Green and Desmond Bain, well, the way you got to look at it is... You know, this is Josh Green's third year in the NBA. So, him, it would technically be his senior year. You know, Bain went all four years. So, this would technically be 
Josh Green's senior year in college. So what you would do is you would compare Josh Green's stats next year to Desmond Bain's rookie year. And that's how you can determine, to me, in my eyes, how a player has sort of developed. You know, you like, did you take the right guy when, you know, when you're comparing guys like that, you know, I think Desmond Bain was the last pick in the first round. I thought I figure if he would have fell to the second, Dallas would have drafted him. Uh, but he was the I think the last pick in the first round, so Dallas drafted you know James Jalen Brunson, and even Jalen Brunson, you know, you think about it, he went to college for I believe three years, and so he's I think he's older than De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox is in his sixth year. Jalen Brunson's in his fifth year because he was in the same draft as Luca, but Brunson went to college for three. And so when you know when you, Brunson came into this league, one of the reasons he got playing time his rookie year, one of the reasons why Carlisle gave him playing time is because he was a bit older. And the same thing with Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain played so well when he came into the league because he was so much older, he had so much more experience. And so next year, Josh Green is going to be like a rookie had he played four years in college. And so that's sort of the way I look at it. And De'Aaron Fox, you know, he came out after his first year. And technically this would be his third year had he gone, say, four years in college. And I I just think you've got to give these guys a realistic amount of time to become the player that you thought they could have when you drafted them. You know, Jason Tatum is a guy who sort of, he continues to get better every year. And it's because, you know, he came in after his freshman year. You know, not, and this is going to sound very Homer-ish, you know, but not everybody's Luka, right? Luka's in the playoffs in his second year. Luka's averaging 26, 28 points in his second year. You know, hitting game-winning shots. And not everybody's Luka. And so when a, when a special player comes in like Luka and sort of plays, like, and to be honest, I think that uh, Paulo Banchero, however you say his name, I think... I think he's one of those special players. I think Orlando will be in the playoffs next year. I think he's that guy. Now, I think Orlando's biggest strength will be their team because I think they've got other guys that, you know, that are better than I I think that Luka had in his second year. I know he had Porzingis, but Porzingis was hot and cold. He was playing. He wasn't playing. And for Dallas to still make the playoffs, I, I thought that was – I thought Luka was one of the best players in the league that year, and he was rewarded with the first-team All-NBA, which he should have been. Because they – you know, the Mavs team, they didn't really have a great roster. They still have, you know, pretty close to the same group of guys that they had that second year. You know, they still have Tim Hardaway, Dwight Powell, Maxie. And – now with Kyrie, you would hope that Dallas would be better, but they just, for whatever reason, they, they just they can't get it together. And so we are where we are. But 
I, I think right now the hottest team in the West is Sacramento. And I, I think if if the playoffs were to start today, it'd be Sacramento and the Clippers. would be a very intriguing series because at some point I think the Clippers are going to figure it out. And I, I honestly think the Clippers will probably move up a spot. One of the biggest problems with Golden State is that road record, man. It is tough. 7-26 and 26 on the road. And so I think the Clippers do have the ability to move past Golden State. And Phoenix, now that Durant's out, I, I, I think they're going to be around the fourth spot. I don't think they'll catch Sacramento. I think the only two teams, the, the biggest changes in the top of the West will be, I think Sacramento will pass Memphis for that number two spot. Uh, Memphis, like I said, they got lucky. They got to play Dallas twice in a row, and they're going to get to play them again. And Sacramento, though, they're, they lost last night to Milwaukee, which is fine. Milwaukee's one of the best teams in the league. And, it, it, you know, if they played in the finals, Milwaukee would probably win. I do think that. But that's not that doesn't mean Sacramento can't get there. I, I think Sacramento is just as good, if not better, than any team in the West. And that's pretty shocking. So, like I said, I think Memphis will fall off. Memphis... I, I don't think Memphis will fall more than third. I do still think they have some good players, good enough to because they're they've still got a five game in the loss column and with so few games left, I don't think there's enough time for Phoenix to catch them or Golden State or the Clippers. But so I I think the worst Memphis does is three. And a three, and if Golden State, it would, which would be funny if Golden State fell to six, and you had Phoenix and the Clippers in the first round, and you had Memphis and the Clippers in the second, in the first round, and then as far as the play-in, Dallas is a play-in team. Dallas isn't making the top six. There is no going on a run. There, there's just not. I don't have. There's no way. Jason Kidd's all of a sudden going to become a good coach, and they're going to go on this run. He still, he still can't figure this out. He he still doesn't know what's going on. So, Dallas best case scenario, they finish in the bottom. They finish seven through ten. Now, the problem is, is that first game right now? That first game would be a road game. They would play Minnesota on the road. Dallas. Because Minnesota has a big in Rudy Gobert, you know, you, you could talk about what Dallas did to Utah in the um, playoffs last year with Gobert. But Gobert and Utah and Gobert and Minnesota are two different systems. And Dallas played Minnesota, and Gobert just did what he wanted. And Minnesota won the game, as I recall, pretty handily. And I just, I don't think Dallas can beat Minnesota. I think Minnesota is better than Dallas, uh, especially when you're starting Dwight Powell. If you're just going to start Dwight Powell, you just wave the white flag with that one. And so in the next game, if it were to be how it is right now, it's Lakers, Pelicans. Lakers beat the Pelicans, if, especially Zion. He's Zion's got to figure out something. Zion's, you know what's crazy is that the, uh, 
Maxi had hamstring surgery, and he's already back. And Zion, he didn't have surgery, and he's still out. And I just don't know if he's coming back. Now Denver did just lose, so they do, you know, fall one more, you know, game back. And they've been struggling. They've lost four in a row now. Um, I don't mean I don't think that means they're out of you know the year. I think Dallas won the finals. They went on like like ten game losing streak or something crazy. OKC's taking the lead on the Nets. So far, they're up by eight. They're still a fourth quarter. But if OKC were to win and the Pelicans are about to lose, OKC's going to move into that spot. So the Lakers would play OKC, which OKC actually plays LA really hard. Um, OKC's beating them a lot. So that would be an interesting game. So I honestly think the Lakers will pass Dallas, though. Uh, they're actually going to – Luka's already been ruled out tomorrow. All the other guys, Kyrie, Christian Wood, they're all questionable. Um, I, I, don't, like, I don't know what's going on. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting ending to the season to see who gets that playing spot. I, I think the top six teams are the top six teams. I thought Dallas was going to be one of those teams. They're showing that they're not. Turns out Golden State's going to be that team to take their spot. I think the Clippers are in the top six. Obviously, Golden State, Phoenix, Sacramento, Memphis, and Denver. And the bottom, the four, I, I don't know who it's going to be. I think Utah's fallen out of it. They've not been winning very many games. They're four and six in their last ten. Portland's been losing a lot of games. They're three and seven in their last ten. Oklahoma City's five and five in their last ten, and that and. New Orleans is three and seven. That's why I think OKC will take their spot. But like I said, if if Zion was playing, I think Dallas would be the odd team out, and they would fall out, and it would be Oklahoma and New Orleans make it along with the Lakers and Minnesota. And if Dallas misses the playoffs, I just I don't know what to think about this team. And the worst-case scenario for Dallas is they're in the play-in, and they lose, and then they don't get their draft pick at all either because it's not a top-10 pick. So you just you, you give a, a top-14 pick to New York, and you miss the playoffs. So I just... If Dallas misses the playoffs, I think you have to fire Jason Kidd. I'm going to say that right now. I think you got to fire him anyways, but anyhow. As far as the Eastern Conference goes, to me, the top three teams are the best teams. Cleveland's really good. I don't. I think you know their three best players are Mitchell, Garland, and Mobley. And I just think Garland and Mobley are too young to really put together a like a playoff run. If the playoffs were to start today, they'd play Brooklyn. I think they can beat Brooklyn in the first round. That second round series against Milwaukee, I just think Milwaukee's better. So, you know, that I good for them for being, you know, improving and bringing in Mitchell, and they're only going to be better next year. They'll probably be, you know, with Mobley being in his third year, Garland being in, I think, his fourth or fifth, I can't remember, but they're only going to be better next year, and I think 
they'll be sort of up there with, you know, Boston, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. So, and depending on what James Harden does, those rumors about going to Houston are kind of funny. But as far as Brooklyn, they're a nice story. I hope they can win. You know, I like Dorian. Dallas should go after Dorian Finney-Smith in the trade. They should see who they could trade for Dorian. Uh, you know, the Knicks, they've been... They're 7-3 in their last 10, so they haven't really been struggling. They just haven't really... They went on a winning streak, and then I think they went on a losing streak. And now I think they won last night or something. I, I can't remember. I watched them the other day, and they had won, but... They're, I think, I think New York is too far ahead, maybe. I don't know if Miami can catch them for that top six spot. Miami's just an average team. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10. They, they're not doing anything special. And between Miami, Atlanta, and Toronto, and Washington, those are the teams sitting in the play-in right now. They're just a bunch of teams. The only thing Miami has going for them is the playoffs are a different basketball. Uh, I think we always forget every year how different the basketball is in the playoffs than it is in the regular season. And Miami always seems to figure it out in the playoffs. So I don't think, you know, if they ended up with the seventh seed, I don't see them beating Boston in a seven-game series in the first round. But I don't think Boston's going to have it easy. I, I think, you know, it, if it ends up being a bad matchup for Boston, maybe that's one thing. I, I don't know if that's, you know, the case or not. But that I just think that will be interesting. Atlanta, I, I think they thought when the, they fired their coach and brought in a new one, they were going to be better. They're not. They're just a 500 team. They they've got more problems. They, you know, they need to go. They need to trade John Collins. They need to quit acting like they are going to trade him. Not going to trade. Just trade him. Stop playing around. Just trade him. You don't want him. He doesn't want to be there. You're not that good of a team. You're not going anywhere with the, that core. So you just continue to be bad. They got lucky. Made it to the Western Conference Finals, and since then they've done nothing. They've regressed. So, I just don't see them doing anything. Uh, you know, Toronto, they just beat Denver. They're so up and down. I don't even know. What to, they'll make the play in, but they're not going to win anything. I, I don't know. I guess they could beat Atlanta. Washington is the same. I, Washington's hot and cold. You can turn on a Washington game. They're showing highlights to the Washington Wizards right now. You show the Wizards game and... Bill could go off. Porzingis could go off. They could win the game. You can watch highlights of another game, and they're just getting curb stomped by someone, and they just look bad. They're a team that there's. It's just who's playing. If they're playing good that night, they could beat anybody. But they could also lose to anybody because they sometimes they just look awful. So, you know, Bradley Bill had thirty six. So. Whether the Bulls can make it or not, I don't know. They're a disappointing team. The Pacers really fell off. They have a bunch of young guys. The one, one team I want to see make it. They're three games back in the last column of Washington. Four games back of Chicago. 
is the Orlando Magic. I would love to see them make it. I don't think they will. I've talked about them before. I, I don't think they'll make it. I don't think there's enough time. This is why I think they'll be in the playoffs next year. Is because I don't foresee any of those teams, bottom teams in the West, as far as like Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Washington, Chicago, India. I don't see them really getting better. Indiana, you can see getting better based on experience because they've got a lot of young guys. But the other teams, they're just they are who they are. Those they're not young teams. Atlanta's not a young team like they think they are. They're not. Um, you know, Trey Young's in his fifth year. John Collins is what sixth, seventh year. They're not a young team. That's they said they he said they were, but they're not. So, I think Orlando next year will be better than all those teams, and I think Orlando with a healthy Fultz starting the year, the way Fultz has been playing. And Paulo being in his second year, Wagner being in his third, I think Orlando can finish eighth in the East next year. And I'll put together, obviously, for next season, but I just would like talking about them. And then there's Charlotte and Detroit. But one of the most interesting things I'm, I want to see is who gets the number one pick, because we all know that Wimbignana guy is going to be first. I hope... It's not San Antonio or Houston. I just don't want to see another guy like that in the West. Seeing him in Detroit would be cool because they have you know Cunningham and Ivy. Uh, that would be a really cool thing to see. Seeing him in Charlotte, ah, just man, Charlotte. They just Michael Jordan. He, I don't know. He doesn't want to spend money. I just want to, you know, Charlotte's never going to have a good team. At some point, LaMelo, to me, LaMelo's going to be the next guy who's out in Charlotte. Or the next sort of quote-unquote star player. I don't think LaMelo's a star. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a star. But I think he's the next name that you're going to hear that's going to be on the move. Um who goes after him? I don't know. Probably the Lakers. By the time he's ready, you know, LeBron will retire. But the uh, I don't want to see Wimbignana go there. I, I'd be eager to see. It'd be funny if somebody jumped. You know, somebody like Portland jumped to that first spot and ended up with Wimbignana. Wouldn't that be funny? So, anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. I've been sort of rambling on now for a while. Mavericks play uh, San Antonio tomorrow night. I'm not confident they're going to win that game because San Antonio beat Denver the other night. Um, you know, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10, so they're not good. But Dallas isn't good either. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Luka's already been declared out. Everybody else is questionable. So it could be another loss. We'll see. And hopefully, hopefully somebody figures it out. And hopefully they can pull off a win. And, you know, I guess Orlando's about to lose another game. But hopefully Dallas can pull off the win. And hopefully there's something positive to talk about. And, you know, maybe by the time I do another pod, hopefully Dallas, Luca's playing, Kyrie's playing. Christian Woods playing. 
they're winning a game or two and everybody's happy. So I doubt it that's the case though, but uh, we can only dream. Anyhow, if you could rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, we'll see you later.